Fitzpatrick dropped the throw. Looks right, throws, slant right, end zone, touchdown. Eric Decker runs a little dig, and it is on time from Ryan Fitzpatrick. And the Jets strike first, an opening touchdown drive to start the game. Live from Calandra's Italian Village in Caldwell, New Jersey, it's Inside the Jets on 98.7 ESPN. Here's Larry Hardesty and Eric Allen. Good Monday evening, everybody, and we welcome you to the Il Vecchio Cafe here at Calandra's Italian Village in Caldwell, New Jersey. Larry Hardesty, Eric Allen. We're here until 8 o'clock on 98.7 ESPN. We'll take your calls tonight a little bit later in the show, 1-800-919-3776. We'll be joined by Quincy Inunua and also Demario Davis. EA, yesterday was what I consider as close to a game where everybody played well, all three phases. Defense was outstanding. Offense was brilliant, especially in the first half. And guess what? Even specialty, other than the missed field goal, special teams, the coverage was excellent. It was as good of a win as the Jets have had in a while. It was a complete 30 minutes of play, no doubt about that, Larry. Uh, the Jets finished against the New York Giants, overcoming a 10-point fourth-quarter deficit to win a thriller in overtime. Mm-hmm. But we had talked about it last week. When were the Jets going to play a complete game? They entered this ball game with – a two-game winning streak, and a lot of folks during the week said, hey, this is your classic trap game. The Titans coming in here with a rookie quarterback and three wins, Marcus Mariota. And the Jets came out, took care of business. That was a sign of a mature football team, a team that is growing, peaking at the right time. They went out and dismantled the Titans in the first half. Five scoring drives. They take a 27 to nothing lead at halftime. They come up with the takeaway. Uh, Buster Screen with the interception. Demario Davis, who just entered, looks uh, terrific Smooth. tonight. Well, look at this guy Smooth. with the suit right now. Uh, but you mentioned special teams as well. Uh, they were moving Demario around defensively. A couple of times I saw him at end. They confused Marcus Mariota. Yes. And then you mentioned special teams. The coverage units were tremendous. Uh, Quincy Anuma did a good job there mm-hmm. in the first half. And the offense, what I really liked, the balance was there. Yes. Against the Giants, Larry, the Jets had to pass to win. And that's great. They showed another aspect of their game, another facet that they can take care of. But – Against the Titans, it was all clicking. Chris Ivory rushed for over 100 yards. They put a team away early. It was as complete as a a 30 minutes of play that you've seen from the New York Jets so far this season. They kind of coasted from there. Yeah. You know, 30 to 8. But now you've set yourself up. You're 8 and 5. Everybody at home who's listening right now is looking at the Kansas City Chiefs. It's looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers. But Todd Bowles said it today, Larry. The only team that I'm rooting for is the New York Jets. Yeah. We'll look up at the end of the season and see where we are. But they're playing really well right now. You want to keep winning. That's your job right now is to continue to win. Let's talk a little bit more about the offense. And before we talk about what Bilal Powell did, you mentioned Chris Ivory. The wide receivers, again, were spectacular in Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall. But, EA, I want to talk about the offensive line because the offensive line yesterday was outstanding. The time that Ryan Fitzpatrick had yesterday and has had, really, for most of the season, he hasn't been touched. He has the white jersey almost all the time, no dirt on it. So he's been playing well, and that offensive line has been surging forward. They've done a phenomenal job. Yeah, the offensive line did play very well. We talked about it last week. Is The Titans do have a talented defensive front. They get after the quarterback, but Fitz – 
had time to throw, and when he had to make early decisions, as we've seen from him throughout the year, that ball gets out of his hands quickly. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Decker oh. and Brandon Marshall. Is there a wide receiver tandem in the National Football League better than these two right now? It, you'd be hard to argue against these two. Combined for 20 touchdowns now through 13 games, that already ties a franchise high, a season franchise high, as far as those guys are concerned. Decker closing in on 1,000 yards. Chris Ivory, you mentioned the run game. He goes for 100 for the third time this season. He's closing in on 1,000 yards for the first time in his career. The New York, New York Jets now could have a 3,000-yard passer, Ryan mm -hmm. Fitzpatrick, two 1,000-yard receivers in Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker, mm -hmm. and a 1,000-yard rusher wow. in Chris Ivory. And, oh, by the way, the defense is playing well. Darrell Revis comes back in the lineup, one of the NFL's finer cornerbacks. So you add him to the mix, and the Jets are relatively healthy with three games left in this season. Now they go to Dallas, a short week of prep. But, uh, you know, you look at that AFC landscape, and we can talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. We can talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. We can talk about the injuries these teams are dealing with. The Denver Broncos are dealing with the quarterback position. They've turned to Osweiler. You know, when is Peyton Manning going to come back? Andy Dalton goes out yesterday. Now it's A.J. McCarron. And, but... For a Jets fan, you got Saturday night. Let's see what the Jets can do against the Dallas Cowboys. Then you can look to that Pittsburgh Steelers-Denver Broncos clash on Sunday afternoon in Pittsburgh. Yeah, absolutely. So, once again, as we said, the Jets know what they have to do. They know what's in front of them. Just win games. And just think about this, Eric. They have already – they have doubled – their win total from last year. They've doubled their win total. And so already you've seen progress, already that success in route to what your ultimate goal is going to be. Uh, you know, yeah. And, and those guys aren't going to, uh, uh, you know, rest on their laurels. Todd Bowles was asked about this a couple of weeks ago. He said, hey, they asked, a reporter asked, if you guys don't make the playoffs, do you consider this season a failure? And he said yes, mm -hmm. because this is a guy who played eight seasons in the National Football League. He won a ring with the Washington Redskins. He was a defensive coordinator last year in Arizona where that defense carried the Cardinals to the playoffs. Yeah. So the bottom line is, yes, he wants to coach this team to the postseason. But on a bigger picture, on a macro level, this team did win four, four games last season. And Mike McCagnan did a tremendous job helping uh, tinker with this roster in the offseason. You think about the trades that he made mm -hmm. in a span of a couple days, acquiring Brandon Marshall from the Chicago Bears. Then a day later, getting Ryan Fitzpatrick for a late conditional pick from the Houston Texans. Little did we know what Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah. was going to give you this season. Uh, 25 touchdown passes. He threw three touchdown passes against the Texans. So he now, now he's up to a career high, 25 touchdown passes. And the Jets draft, we can look about what McKagan did in his first draft. Unfortunately, bad news for the Jets today. Yeah. Devin Smith uh, suffered, a, I believe, the ACL tear. Uh, but and he's likely to go on season-ending injury reserve. But Leonard Williams had a sack yesterday. Lorenzo Molden is playing more time. And then you talk about what this coaching staff has done with the veterans. Mo Wilkerson, three sacks yesterday, Larry. 12 on the season now. That's a career high for him. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think Todd Bowles has done a tremendous job. 
And assembling his staff, he did a great job by getting a guy like Chan Gailey here who was out of the league for a year or two. But he came in. He really, know, he really knows what to do with an offense. And then you pair him up with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and we see these guys working well together. And Todd Bowles and KC Rogers yesterday, they really had Mariota on his heels. And I can't wait to get Demario Davis up here to talk about some of the looks they were giving him because I was confused just watching it on film. <laughs> well, that's because, listen, the Jets do their homework. They were ready. They knew what to expect from him. And, and when you look at how Marcus Mariota has played, he's really played. He hasn't played bad, EA. You look at his ability to run with the football. You look at his ability. And he, coming in, they had the great stat about what he's done against the Blitz and yep. all the other stuff. And he's done well against that when he's seen it a certain way. Obviously, the Jets showed him something that he had not seen before. And the other thing about it, we found out he could catch the football yesterday. Yeah, you know, and, and the guys are not going to be happy with that, so that prevented the shutout, right? So uh, the Titans did get in the end zone on a halfback pass. But by and large, that defense played so well. They continue to get off the field on third down. And conversely, the offense was really good on third down, yeah. and they continue to convert in the red zone. Yes. Fitz is always tough on himself, Larry. They scored 27 points in the first half, but he's still looking at those drives that ended with Randy Bullock field goals. Mm -hmm. I mean, bottom line is, though, you'll take 27 points in the first half anytime you line up. Jets did a number of good things. You mentioned Bilal Powell before. We see him being a factor each and every week in the past game. He's got explosive legs. You pair him up with Ivory right now. There's a lot to like about this football team as they head into Dallas and play against a Dallas Cowboy team that still has a lot of talent, mm -hmm. really struggled big time in the turnover department, last in the NFL in turnover margin, and they've been battling without Tony Romo. But the Jets will have to be ready for a spirited effort. Prime time, you know the Cowboys are going to want to play well in their – in their house, and hopefully you can get this one and just, uh, you know, keep these winning ways alive. But this is the first three-game three, three game win streak of the Todd, Bowl, Todd Bowles era. It's amazing, Eric, that Dallas is still not out of it. I mean, even with nine losses, they're still mad. I don't even want to think about the NFC East. I don't even, I don't even want to think about the <laughs> NFC East right now. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Tri-State Tire Pro is your automotive headquarters for great deals on Continental and General Tires. To find your local Tri-State Tire Pros dealer, visit TriStateTirePros.com. When we return here at Collagen's Italian Village, we will talk defense. We will talk with Demario Davis. That's next on Inside the Jets on 98.7 ESPN. Back to throw Mariota, under pressure, flips it right, and it's intercepted, picked off by Buster Screen. Runs left to the 40-yard line, cuts it back, inbounds, inside the 30. Now they'll say he stepped out, right about the 35-yard line. Now back to Inside the Jets on 98.7 ESPN. Here's Larry Hardesty and Eric Allen. Join the New York Jets and the Institute of Culinary Education for Season 3 of the Jets Cooking School is presented by Chase. For more information, visit ice.edu slash Jets. All right, partner, let's bring in Jets inside linebacker Demario Davis, who... Demario, actually, maybe I should introduce you as Jets rush linebacker <laughs> because he saw you play in an interesting uh, position yesterday as... You guys definitely did confuse the young quarterback on a couple of those plays. Without giving away state secrets, how were you able to create some chaos up front against the Titans? 
Well, ever since the season started, I've been um, very impressed by uh, Todd's uh, third down package. He uses a lot of different people and a lot of different ways on third down. So it's it's hard for the quarterback to identify who the mic is. If he can't find out who the mic is, he can't set his protection. Um, and we're, we're generally blitzing maybe 75, 80% of the time. So um, if we can create some kind of confusion, then it helps the, the blitz or the rush get home. And so um, it's been like that every week. Um, and then this is just one of the weeks where it was really spot on. Demario, is there a situation now where you guys are really comfortable with the, the package overall and now more and more things start to get added to it where it really makes you even more comfortable with, with what the scheme has been? Um, I mean, at this this point of the year, you, you're um, pretty comfortable and pretty set on, um, you know, how things are going to operate. You know, coming into the year, you have a new coach, new staff. Everybody's kind of filling each other out, getting used to how things um, work. And I think now everybody kind of can anticipate what each week is going to bring. Um, so, yeah, that does make it um, a little more easy. And I think the coaches are still trying to learn the players or, um, or work still trying to learn the players in weeks prior. So it kind of made them a little hesitant um, to know how much they could throw at us and um, maybe want to put in certain things, but they had to kind of pull back because, you know, maybe they didn't think the player was ready, but now they know what they have in each player. Um, and it makes them more comfortable um, in what they can put in during the week. So, Mario, what's the feeling like pre-snap? Is there a sense of we got them when the offensive linemen are – trying to point out protections and the quarterback is kind of looking and examining and trying to figure out what's going on, like you're saying, identifying the Mike linebacker. And you guys have four, four which would be typical linebackers or customarily be playing a little bit off the line, but they're sitting right there at the line of scrimmage. So what's the feeling like when you see the offense kind of scrambling up front? Um, you never you never really know when you have them until uh, the play happens and you get the sack. You know, it's never um, 100% like we got them. Uh, what you do get is to where you can understand how they're going to block and who's going to block you. And if you know who's going to block you, then it's, it's, it becomes uh, uh, a lot uh, easier versus like running into a wildfire. You're like, this guy's blocking me, so all I have to do is beat him and I can get home. Um, and then – uh, when you come to the sideline, everybody's talking. The D-line is first is usually uh, the first guys who realize who's blocking and their protection scheme. And once they know, it makes the game a lot easier. So maybe the first drive or the second drive is when they generally get a clue or inkling about who, what, their, what type of protections they're doing. But once the D-line has it, they, they, uh, they uh, pass that around information around to everybody else, and then we're, we're, we're pretty much set for our blisses. Tomorrow, has this has injuries made you realize just how deep this defense is? The fact that you guys have been able to go and you haven't really missed a beat, even though people have been out. Darrell Rivas has been out. Maurice uh, has been out. Uh, there's been guys out on the on the in the linebacker in the D line spot. Do you realize just how deep this team is? Um, that was something I identified uh, day one um, in training camp. You know, and I remember, I remember early in training camp, me and Dave Harris were talking, and we were just talking about the difference in this team is so much depth. We never had that before. Um, every position is two and three deep, you know, which which helps us out tremendously because um, what you need to be able to do is uh, rely on that second and third guy to um, come in if somebody get hurt. But you also need to be able to uh, bring in a second, third guy. Maybe the number one guy doesn't match up as well 
with a certain type of uh, receiver or a certain type of tight end or a certain type of back where you can bring in um, a guy on a certain package um, depending on what type of look the offense is giving you. Um, so, you know, being able to bring in um, those guys, you know, off the sideline in those packages has really helped us to be more multiple where you uh, – certain teams can't be as multiple because they can't rely on that second, third guy like they want to. Um, and then, of course, when you have the injuries, you don't, you don't miss a beat when you have guys who can play and have played. And, um, you know, we don't just have guys on, our, on the sideline who, um, who can play but have never played. We have guys who have proven that they can play on other teams, you know, and proved that they can um, play in starting roles. How much do you enjoy uh, when you get the opportunity to rush the passer? Yesterday you came up with a sack, and you also had a couple quarterback hurries as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm always just trying to add to my game um, anything that I can do to help the team, whether it's covering, whether it's uh, being a box linebacker. Um, everybody likes to rush the, the rush the quarterback because it's very simple. Just beat the man in front of you and, and get to the quarterback. Uh, so that was an uh, interesting dynamic. That was one of the uh, first times my coaches used me in that role uh, where I was just a primarily a, a, a pass rusher. And uh, I enjoyed it because, I mean, you kind of get into a game with the tackle. Um, it's just kind of um, a battle. You kind of get to learn what kind of moves he's trying to do to stop you and things like that. So uh, it's interesting. Uh, it, it, it was very fun, and, you know, I, I hope they uh, use me in that role again. That's the voice of Demario Davis, Larry Horstein, Eric Allen, live at Calandras here on 98.7 ESPN. We're listening to Inside the Jets. You have the perfect vantage point to watch this offense, how it's progressed from the beginning of the season. We, we talk about it every week, how – Fitzpatrick just gets more and more in tune with his wide receivers and Decker and Marshall, the run game and everything. From the defensive position, how good is this offense? Uh, they're special this year. They're very special. Um, I play with a lot of deep, different types of offenses, but um, the thing that they really have is uh, chemistry. You know, and um, that's, that's you can have the weapons, you can have the pieces, but if everybody doesn't um, complement someone else or uh, do something that complements the system, then it's not going to work. Um, I think I think Chan does a lot of different things. Uh, he understands his players and try to use them um, in ways to 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 help um, to help exploit the defense. Um, the way he uses uh, Chris Ivory in the run game and, and switches the uh, speed up with bringing in Blau uh, in run situations and pass situations. Um, and then when they start to crowd the box, you can't leave Decker and uh, Marshall one-on-one, so it opens opens the pass game. Uh, the way they use uh, Quincy in blocking situations and, and, and uh, low routes and over routes. Uh, and then how they were using Devin to, to stress the team vertically. Like, he uses uh, – uh, those guys in, in, in ways that um, allows them to use their strength and it exploits the defense and puts the defense in compromising positions. So the thing you never want to get into as a defense, I me mean, being a defensive player, you never want to get into a situation where we're trying to stop one thing and they hit you with something else. Mm-hmm. And then you try to stop that and they hit you with something else. Once, they, once you get in that situation, it's like quicksand mm-hmm. and it's going to go down here real fast. Um, so they can't figure out what the – you can tell that the defense can't figure out who and what they want to take out of the game. You know, you try to take Ivory out of the game, and you're going to leave the receivers wide open. Um, and you try to take the receivers out of the game, you're going to leave. You, you can't do that because you need people in the box to stop Ivory in the season he's having. Um, and I think Ryan um, deserves all the praise because you can have that, but it takes a guy who can manage that. Um, 
you could put a lot of people in that situation and they won't be able to manage it as well as he has, especially these last three weeks. He's went to another level. I don't know if it was cutting the beard or what, but he's <laughs> gone to another level. Uh, but he's managing the game in a way that uh, he has all my all my praise. So, Mario, uh, Fitz's locker is right by yours over there. And uh, have you enjoyed having him not just orchestrate the offense, but having him as a teammate? And have you gotten a chance to, you know, uh, uh, share a little bit with him throughout the year? Man, I admire him, man. I admire him. He's a uh, – He's a football mastermind. His mind is always on football, man. He, you, you know he graduates from Harvard, and you know he's a <laughs> brainiac. But when you listen to the conversation that he's having with these guys, um, it's unique to see that, you know, with his intelligence, he's still breaking the game down in a very simple, simple way. And, but he's always talking football. I mean, uh, you're in the training room listening to him and B. Marshall talk. They talk for 45 minutes about – Two plays. <laughs> yeah. But then you see, like, from the conversation, you see that happen in the game, and it's like, okay, that's good to see. But um, his mind is always going, and he has those conversations with all those guys. Um, and, and you can just tell the level of respect that all the teammates have for him, and that's, that's what you got to have in a quarterback. Tomorrow you mentioned the chemistry that this team has offensively. What about the chemistry you guys have defensively and – when I think about this defense, all you guys say every week, we want to make them one-dimensional. Well, the New York Jets have the best run defense in the National Football League. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, that's a blessing. Um, yeah, I mean, the chemistry goes a long way. We all, we're all brothers. We're all family. Um, everybody's comfortable around each other. We joke on each other all the time. And I think that's the type of stuff that carries over um, onto the field. And then we know what we're going to expect out of each player. Um, the big the big praise uh, for our run defense, um, and you got to contribute to all the guys, but um, the big difference is Damon Harrison. Um, you know, I heard one of our teammates talking about it. He was like, Damon makes it look easy, but the nose tackle job is not is not easy at all. It's very hard. And that was coming from a guy who played three technique. So um, what he's doing at the nose tackle position is, is uh, incredible. He's making plays on uh, stretch plays, on power plays, on – um, on, on dive plays, and he's really disrupting the offense and what they're trying to do, which makes the game easy for backers to flow over, uh, makes it easy for uh, three techniques just to set the edge. And um, and then we have, you know, great safeties who, who are not afraid to come down in the run fit. So it just makes it very tough for guys to run the football on us when he's playing at the level that he's playing at. Tomorrow, have any early thoughts on Dallas? I know you haven't really started to break down yet, but any early thoughts on facing them? It's going to be a tremendous challenge. It's going to be a tremendous challenge. They have a very good offensive line. They have uh, guards and tackles who can run. Mm. Um, so uh, when you face teams who can run uh, stretch plays outside and press plays outside um, and, and pull plays, their guards can get down field. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the play uh, last week uh, where Collins was – like 30 yards down the field and, and, and got a big uh, got a big block on, um, on on the safety for the Packers. I don't know if that was last week or a couple weeks ago, but it was it was tremendous play. So their linemen can their linemen can really run. They have uh, uh, good tight ends who they like to use. Yep. Uh, Witten, who's who's been tremendous in this, uh, who's had a tremendous career uh, there, and um, you know they got good receivers. Um, guys who are making plays, they can run the ball really well. So, I mean, it's going to be a tremendous challenge just from looking at them. They do a lot of different things to uh, keep defense on their toes. It's going to be a challenge. And plus, it's at their house. 
Um, and everybody knows that uh, the, the the Cowboy fans aren't going nowhere. So <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough environment to play in. Do you have any family going to this ball game? Oh man, it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get all the tickets for, for yeah. all our family. Yeah, my mom and my wife have been scrambling to get. Uh, we usually do like a family trip um, every year uh, to a game that's closer, that's, that's down south. and um, So we wanted to pick this one because it was on a Saturday. So, um, yeah, we got, got, probably got like 80, 80, 90 people coming. Wow. So, wow. obviously, you went to Arkansas State, and, and you grew up how far from Dallas? Uh, Dallas is maybe six and a half hours from Mississippi. So most people, most of your family members will make the trek. They'll drive. Uh, yeah, we do a, like a caravan. So okay. We, so we rent a we rent a bus and uh, travel. So we'd be, we be we have a a bus and a smaller two smaller vans. They're traveling like a caravan. So a lot of fifty sixes. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot at, on the highway at the big Jerry Jones Dome there. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry am, amongst the hundred thousand. <laughs> Folks, tomorrow's going to have its own rooting section. That's it. Absolutely. Listen, thanks for stopping by. Have a great game. Uh, good luck in, in getting all the tickets done, and have a great holiday, you and your family. Hey, Dress for you. success. Happy holidays, fellas. Yes. Look at that, boy. Must be nice. Demario <laughs> <laughs> Davis, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, bro. Selective Insurance is your home for is your solution for auto, home, business, and flood insurance. Visit Selective.com today and find an agent near you. Selective response is everything. When we return, we'll talk offense. We'll be joined by wide receiver Quincy Inunwa. That's next on Inside the Jets on 98.7 ESPN. Fitzpatrick back to throw, well protected, slips it over the middle. Powell makes the catch at the 15, loose at the 10, runs right at the 5, end zone, touchdown. A little slip screen to Bilal Powell, and he did the rest. Third down conversion and a touchdown for the Jets. Now back to Inside the Jets on 98.7 ESPN. Here's Larry Hardesty and Eric Allen. You know, yeah, Voice of the Jets, Bob Susan had a fun game to broadcast yesterday. He was just yelling and screaming about big play after big play after big play. It was really, it was really great to listen to him on the radio yesterday. Uh, he had a ball. Highlights galore, Larry. <laughs> uh, let's bring in now our next guest, Jets wide receiver Quincy Anunwa. Quince. Um, one reception yesterday for yourself, two special team stops, and the Jets rush for 183 yards. And, Larry, here's my thing. Yeah. People asked middle of the season what's happening with the Jets' run game, and they kind of forgot that Quincy was away for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he's come back, and you're seeing the difference that he makes on the football field. Quincy. How much of a groove, a rhythm were you guys in rushing the football yesterday? Uh, yeah, I think we uh, did a really good job out there this week. Um, you know, we tried to get different packages to kind of give the defense a different look. Uh, that's kind of one of the biggest things we try to do out there. You know, a lot of teams like to run in one uh, formation. Most of the time we try to switch it up and kind of give them a different look and uh, make sure that we are kind of uh, surprising them, you know, give them a little sense of surprise right there. Quincy, how excited were you when the coaching staff came to you and to give you an opportunity to be in a unique position and the challenge of learning that you're kind of like, you know, you're wide receiver, you're blocking almost like a tight end, you have a chance to go out in coverage, and, and you're doing, as, as Eric mentioned earlier, some special teams work. So how excited were you when you had that opportunity to be a unique cog in this offense? Uh, yeah, I was, I was really excited. You know, this has uh, been a dream come true for me. 
uh, you know, just growing up, uh, high school, middle school, elementary school, you know, you always wanted to kind of get to this level. And just to have an opportunity to help a team any way I can, it's been really great for me. Um, you know, I really love the uh, ability that, uh, that, that I've been given to uh, kind of play a tweener role, you know, go out there and block as well as receive. And, uh, you know, I've just kind of tried to make the most of it. Keel, you're a young guy in this league. When you see a teammate like Devin Smith uh, go down, ACL tear, Todd Bowles said it today that Jets are going to likely have to put him on season ending into reserve. What kind of feelings do you have? And what, what do you say to Devin? Yeah, uh, it's, it's really, really, really disheartening. You know, for a guy that kind of started off really rough, you know, with a rib injury, and then to have this happen to him, you know, I kind of just told him to keep his head up. You know, he's a young guy with tons of talent. And uh, obviously, you know, we've been able to see a little bit of the talent this year. And I know he's been able to do – he's able to do so much more than he has. So, uh, you know, as long as he stays positive, he'll definitely have an opportunity to keep doing what he can do. Quincy, how – what's been the emphasis? What's been the work that – working with uh, Brandon Marshall, working with Eric Decker, how's that had an effect on you and, and improving you, helping you work in your craft? Yeah, uh, it's definitely been big for me, you know, just kind of having the opportunity to work with those two guys. You know, they've done so much in this league. And uh, especially Brandon, you know, 10 years in the game, he's really uh, honed his craft to really know just exactly what he needs to do on the field. And so for me, it's been good to just kind of pick off different things from him, pick off different things from uh, Decker. And uh, it's really helped me become a better receiver overall. Quincy, you're a guy who plays the position when you watch Brandon and Eric, especially in the red zone, what stands out to you? How are these guys able to do it week in, week out, be so productive, not only just catching the ball in between the 20s, but finishing? Uh, yeah, you know, they, they really work on our craft uh, during the week, and it really shows on, the, on Sundays. So, uh, you know, I, I really, it's really a testament to their hard work, um, you know, when they go out there every week and work hard you know they're kind of one of the hardest guys hardest working guys on the team and that's something that i've been noticing and i just kind of tried to like pick up different things from them as much as i can blocking yeah. is key we talk about it chris ivory we talk when we talk to the running backs all the time he gave, they talk about how appreciative they are of receivers blocking for them downfield that's how they get their extra yardage how excited are you with, when you're able to block to see the running backs get extra yardage. Oh, I'm really excited. I think uh, that's one of my favorite things, you know, when I'm out there, uh, just to kind of see them busting big plays, you know, 10 yards, 20 yards, 30 yards. Uh, you know, it kind of gets the offense life. It gives the team life. And so uh, when you can kind of help them do those type of things, you know, it's really uh, one of those things that really gets the, the team going, the crowd going, and that's always something that you want. Now with Devin out of the lineup, you play a lot as it is, but – you think this is an opportunity for some other guys who are already getting some time, guys like Jeremy Curley and Kenbrell Tompkins, um, to step up as well here with Devin out of the lineup um, going down the stretch. Because you guys, uh, Devin was getting a lot of run here lately, and the Jets liked the way he had developed. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a good opportunity for guys like, uh, especially KT, you know, he's uh, been a guy that's, that kind of picked up uh, some of the slack, you know, when I was gone. And uh, I know uh, he's a very talented receiver, so I know as soon as he gets his opportunity on the field, he's definitely going to show out. Uh, you know, I, I heard, you know, we're going to try to go pick up somebody. You know, it's definitely going to be very helpful to just kind of get somebody in the room to uh, help with uh, 
Devin's uh, loss. You know, uh, we, we're, we're all really, really down about him being injured, but at the same time, you know, this is how, you know, the, the NFL works. You know, so the next man has to come up and step up and do as much as he can. So, uh, you know, I'm going to do my best to help out, and I know everybody else will as well. We're talking to Quincy Nunwa here inside the Jets at Calandra's Larry Hardesty and Eric Allen on 98.7 ESPN. Quincy, you heard me ask uh, Demario Davis this from the defensive side looking at the offense. Let me ask you about the defense. When you face that defense every day, how does that defense improve what you do and your ability to catch and, and your ability to block? Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's definitely something that uh, I've definitely appreciated a lot. You know, not a lot of guys can say that they uh, – Face Revis every day, Marty every day, Buster Screen every day, Marcus Williams every day. You know, uh, it's definitely helped me out a lot. And even now, when we don't go against the defense as much, you know, you can still see you know, the guys flying around making plays. You know, and I, I try to get on the scout team as much as possible, just so I can kind of get those reps against them. You know, so that when I get in the game, it's almost second nature to know how to beat a, a DB. You know, uh, and at the same time, my locker's right next to Revis, so I always try to. You know, just kind of pick up small things from him, you know, what, what what he's thinking about when he sees a receiver coming at him. And then on top of that, you know, you have the D-line, you have the linebackers uh, always getting pressure, making so many big plays, you know, so it's really good for us. Uh, you know, and hopefully we can keep that momentum going into the playoffs if, if Quincy, did you willing. Sorry. Go, did you guys do anything different on special teams yesterday coverage-wise? You got down there quick a couple of times. The rest of the guys did as well. You know, the kickoff coverage was phenomenal. Yeah. Did Bobby April change anything up scheme-wise, or was it a matter of execution? It was definitely execution. I think, uh, you know, we tried to keep keep the same things that we've been doing, but this week we just tried, tried to hone our craft. You know, uh, I think past weeks, you know, we tried to do a little more than uh, uh, we needed to. This week we really tried to keep it simple for us. You know, it was just kind of go out there and fly around. And uh, for us 11 guys that are on kickoff, you know, we really just wanted to make a play. You know, we wanted to make a statement. Uh, you know, uh, the past few weeks, the coverage teams haven't been the greatest, so we really wanted to make sure that uh, we, we made sure that people knew that we were here and we're, we're, we're going to make some plays this, the rest of this year. How tough is that? How tough is it being on special teams? I mean, it's so different from your receiving job. It's so different. Yeah, uh, honestly, you know, I really love special teams. I, I, I can't lie about that. Um, you know, it's, it's really an opportunity for you just to have a one-on-one -on -one battle every every play. Uh, you know, at receiver, at uh, you know, there's, there's a few times where, you know, you might not be able to just go against that one guy every time. You know, there might be a zone. You might have some help. But on special teams, it's just one-on-one -on -one physical battle, you know, who's the better athlete, honestly. And uh, obviously scheme helps, but, uh, you know, when you go out there and you can just kind of run as fast as you want, you know, just to kind of get down on the field and see who's going to catch you, uh, it's, it's, I don't know, it's just kind of exhilarating. Yeah, you got to have a special mentality yes, to play on teams. And I, you know what I liked from Quincy yesterday? Not only did he go down there and make the tackles, but I liked his celebration. He showed the yeah. guns yesterday, yeah. brought the guns out, yeah. flexed yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit for the crowd, got that life <laughs> pumping, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the things. I mean, you know, back when I was playing in college uh, at Nebraska, you know, we had 80,000, 90,000. So just coming here to MetLife and seeing all these people in green, it's really just a uh, uh, – it almost brings you back to Nebraska and kind of makes me feel like, you know, I need to pump these guys up, have some fun, you know, because I know they're ready to have fun just like I am. Quincy, any early thoughts about Dallas coming up on Saturday? Um, well, honestly, you know, I kind of take the time to uh, watch the film when I get around uh, Decker and B. Marsh, you know, so mm -hmm. I kind of want to uh, wait till uh, 
tomorrow. Sure. You know, when we, when we sit around and really kind of pick pick each other's brains and kind of watch the film and see, you know, who our opponent is. Yeah, and how does a short week impact your preparation here? Like, today is a Monday, and typically you guys might come in unless Coach Bowles gives you a victory Monday, yeah, which yeah, you've yeah. been getting a lot of lately. Uh, knock on wood, that will continue here as we move forward. But can you kind of take us through the week now? Because it seems like with everything sped up a day, like tomorrow is basically a Wednesday for yeah. the players. Yeah, definitely. So that's, that's exactly what it's going to be. You know, so tomorrow will be a Wednesday. The next day will be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and so on. Uh, you know, so it kind of just has – it kind of makes us focus that much more. You know, uh, you don't get that extra day to kind of study the opponent. So you have to make sure that you're dialed in every day when you come into work. Um, and so that's something that we're going to make sure we do. I know uh, offensively, you know, we might not put in as much in the package, or we might use something from last week, you know. So uh, we're just going to try to use use as much as we can to kind of uh, – beat this opponent coming up. Quincy, thanks for a couple of minutes. Thanks for stopping by on your off day, and uh, good luck against Dallas and the rest of the game. Rest Thank, of the you. Thank you. Thank you. No Quincy Nunwa. FanDuel, try one-week football league on FanDuel today. Home to more winners than any other site. Go to FanDuel.com for your free account now. Time for you to join us. 1-800-919-3776. EA and I will take your calls next. You're listening to Inside the Jets on 98.7 ESPN. Quick snap and a quick pass right. Caught by Marshall down the sideline across the 50. He's at the 40. Right sideline 30 to the 20. 10, 5, stiff arm. Touchdown. Ryan Fitzpatrick with the ball put in play. Caught the Tennessee Titans. Stone cold asleep. Now back to Inside the Jets on 98.7 ESPN. Here's Larry Hardesty and Eric Allen. Jump on over to the perfect setting for fun with friends, fine food and drink. It is the Madison Hotel. It is Rod Steakhouse and GK's Red Dog located on Madison Avenue in Morristown. It's inside the Jets here at Calandra's 1-800-919-3776. Eric Allen and I are ready to take your phone calls. And we begin with Ira in Staten Island. Ira, you're up first on Inside the Jets. Hey, Larry. Hey, Eric. How are you? Doing great, Ira. How are you? Ira. Good, good. Great game yesterday and the last three weeks, actually. Really good stuff. But, you know, Eric, you mentioned earlier about the special teams, the question that threw up. And uh, I think April made some changes in some of the uh, personnel out there, and he got more speed out there. And I think that was part of the uh, improvement in the coverage. But, you know, you just look at the, you mentioned the first 30 minutes of that game, the most complete I've seen in quite a while. And offensively, I mean, the way Jaley is mixing it up, and, you know, it's funny. When Powell was out of the lineup for, I don't know, three or four games, you could really see how much it hurt the offense because he just gives them a dimension now that teams, you know, he's basically their third option because they don't play with a tight end. So he basically covers for a tight end uh, in the middle of the field. And, really, you just look at going forward what's coming up. I think Dallas is going to be a real tough game Saturday night. I think that offensive line is going to be challenging. Listen, the Jets got to step up, take care of business, and we'll see where the cards fall at the end of the year. Just take care of your own business, win your games, and maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe somebody will lose and we'll be playing uh, first week of the uh, postseason. Thanks for the call, Ira. Uh, 
I agree with you that I do think Dallas is going to present a number of challenges. And Demario Davis said as much mm-hmm. right here. Has a lot of respect for their offensive line, talking about how those big guards can get out and pull. They can run the football. Darren McFadden, they do have a tight end. And Jason Witten, who's one of the better uh, receiving targets at that position in the National Football League. Des Bryant, need I say more? Their defense has played well in spots. What I will say about the Dallas Cowboys, though, they are the worst team in the National Football League in the turnover department. They have only eight takeaways on the year, and I believe they are minus 15. And when that happens, you don't win football games. And right now, Dallas has struggled throughout the season. The Jets aren't going to overlook them. I know that for a fact. You heard DeMario talking about them right now. Ira brings up a good point about Bilal on offense, but right now I think everybody's kind of in a rhythm, and it doesn't matter who it is. Quincy Anunwa, who just joined us up here on uh, on set, he's – He's a guy who stepped up and made some receptions for this ball club. We've seen Jeremy Curley do it at times as well. Kenbrell Tompkins is also going to be counted on. The Jets could add another receiver, but Chris Ivory, Bilal Powell, Eric Decker, Brandon Marshall, you combine all those guys with the way Fitz is playing, then you get complimentary um, additions along the way. You're in good shape. You couple that with this defense. Dallas has a smaller defense, Eric, so if the Jets can run the football and continue to pound them as you get later in the game, they tend to wear down a little bit yeah. in the games that I've watched them. So things may be easier it may be easier later, but I think it's something we have to build on. And listen, once again, this is a Jet team that's done a phenomenal job in the red zone, and the defense has been able to get off the field for the most part, especially in these last couple of games on third down. If they continue with that combination, listen, it's going to be a tough game, but the Jets are going to be tough to beat. Todd Bowles and Casey Rogers have been tremendous on third down. They have teams off balance when they're in third and longs, and the Jets continue to get off the field. I will say this. These guys – they, we talked to a couple of them tonight. You listen to Todd Bowles each and every day. The Jets are not looking ahead. With that being said, Iris talking about, hey, maybe this team needs some luck. I will say this, that if, if the Jets, which they have a lot of work to do, if they win out, mm-hmm. I think they will get in. I don't know how the tie-breaking scenarios work, Larry, mm-hmm. because bottom line is, Things happen in the National Football League. A lot of things happen. There's so much football left to yeah. be played. If the Jets went out, they put them themselves in great position at 11-5. That's the bottom line. They have to take care of what they can control, yep. and they can control how they play. Let's uh, go to Corey and Poughkeepsie on line one. Corey, you're next on Inside the Jets. Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? What's up, Corey? Hey, I love the show. Um, I just wanted to talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick. What a great guy he is, and what a leader he's been for this New York Jets team. And I couldn't be any happier than to have him as my quarterback this year. All right, Corey, thanks for the phone call. Listen, he has gotten progressively better. And remember, we weren't sure he was insurance when he was obtained, Eric. He was a guy that was brought in. He had the leg injury at the start of camp, didn't get a lot of reps, had to wait till he got healthy. And then you could see what the situation with Geno Smith, he comes in, he steps right up, and he has played well. And the thing that when I talk to Jet fans and even 
fans who aren't Jet fans. The thing that they talk about is his toughness, his ability to run, his ability to not slide all the time, even though the coach, listen, he ran out of bounds yesterday, so that's a good sign. <laughs> uh, so just his toughness is the thing that just impresses everybody. You know what bothers me when people talk about the quarterback position in the National Football League? As they say, you need an elite quarterback. And then I ask them, well, who do you think's elite? And they say, well, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Well, how many teams are in the National Football League? They're 32. So what do you consider elite? Uh, some people will say Drew Brees is still elite. Some people, you know, Peyton Manning. Now Cam Newton has led the Carolina Panthers to a 13-0 and record. He's doing some tremendous things. But before this year started, nobody would have said, hey, Cam Newton's up there in the upper echelon of quarterbacks. They would have said he's a talented player. The bottom line is you can win – playing complimentary football, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good quarterback, period. He is a good quarterback. He has thrown 25 touchdown passes with four more touchdown passes over the next three games. He will tie Vinny Testaverde's franchise record, which is 29 in a season. The caller talked about the leadership qualities. We just heard Demario Davis talk about this guy. He's Always talking football. He knows the system inside and out. Chan Gailey, working with them four years now. He's been able to acclimate himself with new surroundings and what he's done with Marshall and Decker in their first year together has been nothing short of incredible. Yeah. Those guys are talented football players, but he's never played with them before. Yeah. Just the ability of what he did by moving Decker into the slot on some packages and then moving him from out, going back into the slot and then going back and forth outside. Yeah, uh, you know, and uh, Quincy talked about it. Jan Gailey mixes things up, different personnel packages. The Decker touchdown, the first touchdown the Jets got yesterday to take a 7 nothing lead over the Tennessee Titans. You know where Brandon Marshall was? He was on the sideline. Mm-hmm. He was on the sideline. And – what goes into a play like that is Fitz goes play action to Chris Ivory. Ivory gets a block on Casey. Then uh, Fitz looks the safety off, keeps him in the middle of the field, creates one-on-one coverage. Decker wins leverage, and he's in the end zone. So, yeah, hey, Fitz has done a great job uh, this year. He's a good quarterback, period. Absolutely. See you next week, partner. <laughs> All right, Larry. Have fun. I will. Special thanks to Gerald here, also to Brian and Ray back at our studios. That concludes this edition of Inside the Jets. Up next, Trevor Scales has what you need to know, followed by the Dave Rothenberg Show on 98.7 ESPN.